Blow and the Doctor. Hey, who fans, and welcome to the Big Blue Box podcast. My name's Gary. My name's Adam. And welcome to episode 33. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Delete is appropriate, I guess. I thought you were going to do the whole um, Truman Show thing there. I could never remember what he says, but good morning, good afternoon, and good night. <laughs> Truman Show five. That's it. I'm glad you remembered what episode we're on as well, because just as we were coming in, I was thinking, I have no idea what episode this is now. I do that all the time. Yeah. Yeah, I start working out the, the schedule, and we go back and forth about what we want to talk about. And one thing I always miss is what episode it is. But you were so, on, the, on the money today, well done. On mate. the button, mate. Hope you guys have had a good week, and you've uh, geeked out in some way, shape or form, about Doctor Who, or anything like that. What have you been up to, mate? Anything good? Um, well, yeah, I've been watching. I've been watching. A, been a bit of a couch potato, actually. I've been watching quite a bit of um, TV this week. I've been watching the review episode, obviously, okay. and um, I've been watching a couple of interview DVDs that have just come out. So there's um, two new ones just come out from Myth Makers. Um, there's the Tom Baker one, where he's wandering around the location of the Android invasion, mm -hmm. um, talking to Nick Briggs, which I've never seen. It, it was made years ago, and it, for some reason, it's never been released on DVD before, it's only ever been out on VHS. So okay. I watched that, really yep. enjoyed it, because I love that location anyway. Um, and I also got the Anthony Ainley one, uh, who was the master, and he was a very private man, and there's very, very little video footage of him being interviewed or talking or anything. And this was filmed at um, a very, very small convention uh, where he's just on his own. So normally if he went to convention, he was with all the other actors, but this is just him. And I think it was a bit of a rare, rare occasion. And it's fascinating, actually, just to see him chatting. And um, mm. he's, he's, he's a bit nervous to begin with. You can see it. But it's, it's a fascinating little interview with him. And he's, once he relaxes a bit, he's, um, he's really entertaining and fun. And he's got a bit of a reputation for being a bit awkward. But he comes across really well in this video. Okay, cool. Yeah. So, yeah, I've been watching a lot of TV. Lots of TV. <laughs> yeah, couch potato. Yeah, that's not a bad thing. What about you? What have you been up to? What have I been up um, Not a lot, to be honest with you. Spending any um, money? Spending any. Um, um, I've spent a little bit of money, um, uh -huh. only on some more comics, really, and stuff. And, uh, oh, yeah. Um, and some other bits and pieces, but nothing really hugely Doctor Who stuff. Um, yeah. Apart from sorting out my transport and stuff to get to uh, Slough tomorrow. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I love the fact they always advertise it as Windsor, and I suppose it, it, you know, if you stretch the imagination a little bit, it is Windsor, but it's actually it's off just off a roundabout in Slough. It is. Yeah. Uh, it's not as glamorous <laughs> as the title suggests, but no. So yeah, Day of the Doctors this weekend, uh, Day of the Doctor Convention. I'm really excited about this actually. Well, looking forward to it. It's going to be cool, isn't it? We got the they put the timetable uh, on their website now, which you reminded me about earlier, and uh, it looks like a packed, busy day. Yeah, I was going to say, it's one thing I've learned from the, the last, because the last time I went was the first Tenth Planet event I've been to, um, and it was a bit chaotic, so I didn't know the sort of, um, didn't know the way they did things, so I'm a little bit more prepared this time. Yeah, it's good to get your schedule and, and plan your day, because they do pack it all in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, you get plenty for your money, put it that way, by the look of it. 
That's it. So yeah, I'm looking forward to that, and obviously looking forward to meeting any of our listeners that are going and um, and meeting a few doctors as well. So McCoy's there, Bait Tom Baker's there, and Colin Baker's there. So you've got the two the two Bakers, which is great. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. So yeah, if you want to hook up with us uh, at some point, that'd be cool. I'm going to be there the night before. So if you see me sitting on the steps outside with a bottle of whiskey and a brown bag. <laughs> And a fourth doctor scarf on. That's me. <laughs> on the- yeah, I was gonna say. What what sort of state will you be in when I see you the next day? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, well, it depends on how many um, on how many listeners um, are going to be staying the night before. And, uh, I'm jealous. You know, I'm not there the night before. I, I really wanted to to try and organise that, but I've got this vision of you sat in the bar with like Tom Baker and Colin and just everyone <laughs> sat around McCoy playing the spoons, you know, I just have a vision because they, they, they must stay there as well. So they probably yeah, just be yeah. all sat in the bar. I just got a vision of you there just all getting absolutely plastered and you going there. Tom, could you just record a little thing for the podcast? You know? Yeah. <laughs> and he would as well. probably. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm, I'm hoping that vision comes true because that sounds yeah. really awesome. Well, I could, yeah, same here. And I, yeah, I tell you, I should be so jealous. In fact, I might just jump in a taxi. If you tweet a picture with you in the bar with Tom Baker, I may just have to get, get in a taxi and get up there. Mm. I'll, um, I'll stick it on, which leads me to a good point, actually. Um, we now have a Instagram account. Oh, right. Which my co-host didn't know about because I forgot no. to tell him before we started recording. But um, we've now got an Instagram account for Big Blue Box Podcast. Oh, very and cool. I will put that selfie on there tomorrow night of me with the with the doctors yeah so that'll be good if I yeah, see so if you meet him in the bar you can save yourself the money the next day of actually getting the professional one. Oh yeah good. yeah see need you around you all own. the time to make these have these cool thoughts mate that's it you need me there to take the picture that's it. <laughs> <laughs> so yes sorting stuff out for that and not much else really i think i've been a bit like you i just had a bit of a lazy bit of a lazy week not done much that's it couch potato I did. Um, I did forget to ask you before we recorded, so this is going to sound like a shameless plug. But did you get to watch my? Actually, yes, you did because you commented the the um, Blu-ray series one to seven video that yeah. I put up. Yeah. I the reason I bring this up, uh, apart from having a shameless plug, is actually because I wanted to know. You you didn't say anything about the US version, how much more they got, and I I thought there'd be steam coming out of your ears when you saw that. Um, that I was silently seething. I mm. must admit, because I was under the impression, I'm not sure why, because I remember researching this quite a lot when it was first announced and when it was going to come out. So I kind of knew this, but it slipped my mind. But I was silently seething because I didn't think that, for some reason, I thought the the UK release still had the Sonic. I don't know why. Yeah, yeah and that's the thing, actually, when I was putting that, because that was the last little bit of the video I did. And and um, I got the two photographs, and I, and I thought the US version came with just the sonic i'd forgotten that they got all this comic and art cards and everything else as well so i was even more annoyed when i actually started putting the finishing touches together because i was like mm. when you when you compare the uk version with the us it does look a little bit light doesn't it a little bit thin on the ground just a little bit yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. do you know what i was just gonna say you've got the remote anyway but you've got the 10th doctor one which i actually i actually prefer oh it's so sweet that, oh, that really 10th remote that. yeah oh so good um, what I was going to say is I wouldn't mind, you know, I wouldn't mind so much if it wasn't region locked Yeah. because then it doesn't, it doesn't really mind. You don't really mind too much where I buy it from as long as the price is quite reasonable, but I wouldn't mind paying a little bit of shipping, you know, to get it over from the U S and so on, but it's locked to, um, region a, I think that's right. Yeah, yeah. it is. Yeah. Which is really annoying. And also another thing that's bloody annoying 
Oh, I've got him going now. Yeah, go on. Here we go. I have to make a little jingle for this. Rant Friday. <laughs> um, but yeah, another thing that annoys me more than the fact that the US guys um, get extra stuff, and don't get me wrong, that's not a dig at the US listeners or anything like that. You know, fair play to you guys. But one thing that does annoy me is that I've I've got from series, I've got the four special, you know, series four, um, you had the tenant specials after that. Yeah. And then you had from Matt Smith onwards, it was all Blu-ray as well as DVD anyway. So I've got the specials Blu-ray box set and then five, six, seven, um, and eight. I've got those on Blu-ray already. What I would love to do is just pick up series one, two, and three on Blu-ray on their own. But you still can't do that because they're region locked and they haven't released them separately, have they, in the UK? No, they haven't. No, no. I'm, I'm really surprised because they recently reissued um, series one to three like with these sort of simplistic covers on DVD, didn't they? Yeah. And I thought, oh, they might have used that opportunity to release them on Blu-ray because people are going to buy them because there's a lot of people, you know, I was the same before I bought the box set. I, I just wanted them all neatly on Blu-ray rather than having this mishmash of DVD and Blu-ray. So, yeah, yeah I think they, they've missed a bit of a trick, but I'm, I'm, I'm sure they will at some point. I hope know? so, because that's exactly yeah. what I thought. There must be so many people in my situation, or our situation, should I say, where... As the box sets came out over the years, you obviously bought them when they came out on DVD. Um, and then, like me, I switched over to Blu-ray when I got a Blu-ray player. Yeah. Um, however, that doesn't you know, take away the fact that I've still got Series 1 to 3 that I want to get on Blu-ray. Um, and there must be so many people in our situation like that, where they don't want to have to spend you know, 150 quid, whatever, to buy the entire set when all you want is 1 to 3 on Blu-ray. That's right. Yeah, and I think they, they have released them singly in other regions as well, just to sort of rub a little bit more salt in the wound. Um, I might be Australia, I'm not too sure, but they definitely have um, released them singly elsewhere, which again is a little bit annoying. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. But hey, you, t- you talking to jingles has reminded me. I was, I was thinking um, we should get a competition jingle. Some re- <laughs> you oh, know, yeah, when, we, yeah. when we talk about the comp, we should have some crazy little theme. We'll get that. We should. I'll do one. Yeah, For if sure. only I had my little Casio keyboard to hand, I could could have you know seamlessly put one in, but I haven't got it. <laughs> Thunderbirds. <laughs> oh yeah, isn't it? <laughs> uh, let's do an update on the competition. Actually, yeah, let's do that now. Um, so, thank you very much, all you guys that have entered so far. Um, we've had a, a big jump um, in the Twitter followers, which is really good. We've had a, a jump with the Facebook stuff as well. So that's all good. Um, and we've had some really cool. Um, some tweets and stuff like that. So thank you very much so far um, for entering. There's still a long way to go. So all you need to do um, is jump onto uh, Twitter or Facebook and just write a post, um, just a very something very short and sweet. Just say something like, um, just entered this really cool competition with the Big Blue Box podcast. You can win some really cool stuff. Um, uh, follow them and retweet. And all you need to do is put the hashtag Big Blue Box Comp. That's all you have to do. It's as easy as that. Indeed. And actually, yeah, talking of the comp, I received, um, I ordered the Lethbridge Stewart novel, The Forgotten Son, as part of the one, one of the prizes, and it arrived this week. And it has been personally scrawled in by uh, by the author, Andy Frankham Allen. Ah, very cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's cool. So it's got his little signature in there. It says best wishes, and then his little signature. So it's, it's actually personally signed as well. So that's that's rather nice. Very cool. And I'd also like to thank our two... Um, our two main um, uh, sponsors no not sponsors no our two main um, friends that gave us very cool prizes um, 
for free, which is very, very cool. Um, so Lavazzi, um, if you'd have seen any of the uh, original um, Fourth Doctor scarves, um, you, it would have been made by Lavazzi, such a very cool company. And they do loads of Doctor Who stuff as well. They do, yeah. They do the question mark umbrella, which is possibly one of my all-time favourite things. I love it. Sure. It's a really good replica they've done of that. Yeah, they do everything. They've got um, uh, the Davison cricket jumper. They've got the McCoy question mark tank top. <laughs> um, they've got uh, various Fourth Doctor scarves. And they've now got these umbrellas as well. Have you seen them? Yeah, that's that's what I was saying. Oh, oh no, you're on about the new ones. The yeah. new ones, yeah. They've got like the the, uh, the printing of the TARDIS and stuff like that. That's right. Um, yeah, I have seen those. Yeah. yeah. So thank you very much to Lavazzi for giving us the fourth Doctor replica scarf. Just head over to their website, lavazzi.co.uk forward slash doctor slash who. Um, and we'd also like to thank Big Finish for those guys for giving us a copy of Dark Eyes 4 to give away. Yes, and I got my copy of that uh, yesterday. Not the competition copy. I got my actual own copy of that. It arrived yesterday, and um, I haven't had a chance to listen to it yet, but I, I just can't wait to hear it. And the artwork on it is brilliant. I love it. So, yeah, it's a really nice set, that one. Yeah. I'm so jealous, man. I don't want to give this stuff away. I know. Yeah, and um, I put it on Twitter a few days ago that because um, uh, I'm just going to run down and just remind you guys what you can win. So we've got the TARDIS-themed... Um, uh, tea and co or, to or coffee mug with the lid and everything. Uh, we've got the new touch control um, 11th Doctor Sonic Screwdriver. We've got the City of Death um, DVD. We've got a Big Blue Box podcast t-shirt and mug. We've got the Lethbridge Stewart The Forgotten Sun novel. We've got the fourth replica scar from Lavazzi and Dark Eyes 4 from Big Finish. So over £100 worth of stuffs. And it could yeah. be yours. Yeah, one lucky person's going to get the lot. Just get the lot. And it's so easy to enter as well. Just yeah. jump on there, write a tweet or a Facebook post, put the hashtag on, encourage any retweets and follows, and away you go. You're entered in. That's it. Good stuff. It is good stuff. So, um, yeah, if you've got any questions or you want to know anything else or any boring terms and conditioning stuff, just go to bigblueboxpodcast.co.uk forward slash 10th hyphen anniversary hyphen competition. And all the info is on there. That's it. And do you know what? I, I, without blowing our own trumpet, I'm kind of glad we're doing something um, to celebrate the sort of 10th anniversary of Doctor Who's return to TV because um, I think it, it's, I don't think it doesn't look like the BBC are going to do anything for it mm. um, at, at the moment. So it's, it's quite good. But I know lots of little pockets of fandom are having that, you know, are planning their own little celebrations, a lot of cosplaying stuff going on. And, you know, I think it's great, actually, that the fans are doing stuff for it, you know, because yeah. any excuse for a party, isn't it? And, it's, yeah, I think it's, it's worth celebrating. So, yeah. Good stuff. Okay, buddy. Right. Do you want to land it and get into the news? I'm going to land it. Okay. Stand back. Pretty good. Yeah. One Pretty time, good. just do just play in the xylophone music from an earthly child. You know, when they're being the very first takeoff, do, 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 and they're all being thrown across the card. <laughs> yeah. Surprise me with it. One podcast, just throw it in there. I will it, surprise it, you. It will make yeah. me laugh. Yeah. Because I, yeah. I love all that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to surprise you one day. You're, gonna, you're not going to know when it's coming. No. And it no. will make me laugh. Indeed. <laughs> so, what's in the news this week? News this week. Um, first up, we've got the first look at the variant covers for the uh, Ninth Doctor um, uh, comic run from Titan. Uh, 
They do love um, their variant covers, don't they? They love them. Um, but I'll tell you what, I'm, I assume you'll put a link to this. I'm looking at them now, and they are great. They're awesome, aren't they? Really yeah. good. Yeah. Because uh, I, I really liked a lot of the the first um, the first issue variants for um, the 10th and the 11th Doctor uh, comics. Mm. Um, actually, the 12th ones are okay as well, but these ones, I don't know, they just look really good. Really, really good. Yeah. Um, and it's only a short run, this one, isn't it? Is it five five issues? Oh, I don't know, is it? It's only a short one, yeah. It's five oh. or six issues tops. Oh, right. Um, it's not a long a long one like the... Uh, like the 9, 10, 11 Doctors who have got, I think it's going to go for quite a while. Um, but yeah. Now, I thought I'd seen all the variants for these covers, but there's there's a few on here I hadn't even seen. So I'm guessing they're, well, yeah, they will be exclusives to certain places. And there's some really good stuff on here, actually. There is, yeah. You can see from some of the logos on here that they're exclusive to some people. There's a Barnes & Noble um, version. Um, there's a Newbury Comics exclusive. There's... Um, yeah, there's, there's a few. There's a yeah. few. Um, I, I would have thought there would have been a Forbidden Planet one. Yeah, I, I thought there was. That. Yeah. You think there no. was? Do you think there is? I thought there was. I'm sure there is one that you can actually pre-order signed at the minute. It's like a sort of garishy, pinky colour, but I might be getting mixed up. They do do a lot of variants for, for all the different Doctors, so I'm, don't yeah. hold me to it, but I thought there was. Yeah, because it's, it's really cheap. But no, you are right, because it's it's still going for a really good price. If yeah. you pre-order from Forbidden Planet, it's like two ninety nine, three ninety nine. That's it, and it's signed, isn't it? It's yeah. signed by the artist. So mm. yeah, um, I was just going to say, actually, talking of comics, did you pick up the the one that was released last week? The you know, like the UK version of they'd sort of put the three Doctors in one. Oh, that one that oh, we did mention this, didn't we, a couple of shows ago? Because I didn't realise it was these it was these comics, but just sort of thrown together in one issue. But oh, like yeah. you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it's not. I mean, it's it's not bad actually. It's good, you know, obviously because these are U.S. comics, so it's good to have have them in released in the U.K. in a sort of variation. Um, but it's not as nice. I mean, the paper and its stuff, and they're not sort of as glossy and and good as as these comics. I have to say. Yeah, I, do you know what? I think when we spoke about it a couple of episodes ago, I think we did say that this was more for the kids, really. Mm. That what's it called? It's just called. It's not called Doctor Who Adventures, is it? It's called something. Um, no, it's funny. I nearly said that because I always get it. But it's in that sort of, you know, the cover of it. And that kind of looks like it's going to aim to appeal to that sort of audience, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, yeah, it's fine. It's just they basically just sort of reprinted the first few issues um, for each Doctor and put them all in one sort of comic. But it's not, they're not nice and glossy like the, the US comics that we're looking at here. But you can get these comics that we're looking at in the UK anyway. So, yeah, a lot of know. comic shops do import them. So. Yeah. It's no problem if you want to get them here. It's fine. No, it's good. So how many of these variants have you ordered? I think I've just ordered the three off of <laughs> I am terrible. Just the it's three. Like, just the three variants of the same issue. I just I love I love the artwork, so I just and they are cheap. They're only like two two ninety nine each. So yeah. yeah, I think I've ordered all three. They are fairly cheap. I haven't ordered any yet. Have you not? I all need right. to get on that. Yeah, get on it. Yeah. Don't miss don't miss the pre-order time no. date or whatever it is. Yeah, there's a really cool. Um, the first one of these covers just looks so good. I'm not sure about the one with. It's got Chris um, Chris Eccleston's face just huge. Um, on the on <laughs> yeah. the front, it doesn't really. Um, it's kind of cool. It's got like a nice like lens flare thing going on in the background. It looked quite cool. But um, my favourite, I think so far, is just him. It's it's still a photo of him. Um, and he's got a Union Jack behind him, and he's just got this cool pose going on. And 
Yeah, and that's that yeah. is one of the ones you can order. I guess I've I know I've definitely ordered that one, so that's cool. quite an easy one to get because I'm guessing some of these are going to be rare exclusives that you know somebody will buy the lot and sell them for silly money on eBay or something. But yeah, yeah that's that's one of the ones you can get for two ninety nine <laughs> or whatever it is. Yeah, price, yeah. yeah, cheap. Yeah, so get the comics. Um, in other news, is is a great bit of news for you. I'm, I was really pleased when I heard this. Uh, Doctor Who which is on the horror channel the horror channel is coming to freeview gary so yes. at last because i remember when they announced that the horror channel were going to be showing all the classic dot twos even though i've got them all i loved there's something about watching live tv do you know what i mean rather than yeah. putting a dvd on so i was a bit gutted um that i i didn't have the horror channel uh, but it's now coming to freeview so we'll all be able to enjoy it um, I'm cool. just seeing yeah. if it says when. I think it might be tomorrow or t- tonight if you're listening to this on, on Friday. Yeah, Friday the 13th of March, I think. Tomorrow, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, Actually, no, um, you'll be listening to this on Friday, so yeah. today. <laughs> That's it. So it's available today on number 70. That's it. On the so uh, you, you haven't had the Horror Channel up till now, have you? I have, yeah, because um, ah. it was just part of our normal TV package. And I've got to tell you, mate, it's very, very cool on the Horror Channel because they've got these amazing little animated um little inserts that they put in like the adverts and running up to it and stuff there's um uh, i'll stick a link to um because you can see a little uh, video as well that they did for the horror channel and it's these really nice kind of stylized little figures in just blue and red and white and they look really really good so it's, it's really cool watching the horror channel actually they've got some um they really make the most of it and they've got like a little um they've got like a presenter that does like a little spiel on the episode and stuff and yeah they really push it it's cool do they show them in any, any sort of order then, or is it just random? It's completely random, mate. Is it? Yeah. Oh, well, that's probably good actually then, because yeah, it gives you a bit of bit of a sample of everything, I guess. Yeah, I remember filling up my my Virgin TiVo box with loads of them from the Horror Channel. Just started watching them through, like a bit of a binge watch one weekend. Very yeah. cool. Yeah. Oh, excellent. So yeah, so that'll be good. So we'll all be able to enjoy that as of well for tonight, if you're listening to this on the Friday the thirteenth. Yeah. Go yeah. for it. So, yeah, yeah, even if you haven't got a Freeview box, um, you should still be able to to get Freeview somehow, just straight into your TV. I think it's just your, your roof aerial, isn't it? Just plug straight into your telly or whatever. Well, I, I was looking for it yesterday, funny enough. And <laughs> bizarrely, it's um it's already on our, on our TV menu, but it says that it looks like they've taken over the CBeebies channel because it kind of it had the horror channel, but then the CBeebies next to it listing i don't know it's all wow. a bit weird so it looks like the transition is not quite complete you definitely don't want to mix them two up no bloody hell so if you yeah. <laughs> i can just imagine some little toddler just flicking <laughs> flicking through and watching something at the end of cbb's and then some horror movie comes on <laughs> screaming in the that's it, it could be frame. like um morbius or something coming out the screen at them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that's good news doctor that who for everybody news. yeah classic who anyway very cool. Um, next bit of news, I guess, is we can pair these two in together. Um, the BBC shop have opened up some pre-orders for some, well, one really amazing um, collectible. And um, if you guys are, f- uh, are fans of uh, the Cybermen, you can pre-order this really cool-looking Cyberman bust. And it's not your standard run-of-the-mill shiny metal Iron Man looking uh, Cyberman bus. This one looks really good. It's like, um, uh, you've seen this as well, haven't you? It's like a kind of stone sculpture effect 
Yeah, it's. I was going to say it has to be seen because it really does look amazing. I absolutely love it, and I don't even like the new Cyberman design, uh, but this looks brilliant. It is. It's kind of like looks like it. I guess yeah, it's like the new Cyberman bust, but it's made of sort of looks like a stone effect. Um, obviously, we'll put a link up so you can see it. You you may have already seen it actually, but but yeah, it really does look really good. Um, I'm yeah. quite impressed by it. I did see a picture of it on on Twitter yesterday. Somebody tweeted it, but I didn't sort of connect to what it was. I I thought it was like a a piece of fan art, and I was like, "Oh, that looks good." You know, someone's done there, done some really good work there. I didn't realise that it was actually something you could buy, um, and yeah. it it does look really good. Yeah, it does. It's based on the on the latest variant of the Cyberman, which apparently we first saw in a Nightmare in Silver. <laughs> apparently yeah. so, but it just it's like um. If you're expecting like a real clean cut, you know, very, uh, very straight uh, design, it, it's not like that at all. It looks like a real busted up Cyberman made of stone, and um, it, we'll put a link to it. You have to see it. It looks absolutely brilliant. It really so. does look good. Yeah, as I say, I mean, I don't like the new Cyberman design, but but just having the head because it is just sort of the head and a bit of the shoulders mm-hmm. actually does um, does look really cool. Mm. Yeah. I can imagine yeah. it will weigh a ton as well. Yeah, I'm looking at the price as well. So pre-order <laughs> price is around about £250 mark. Mm. So it ain't, it ain't cheap. No, so it's in the top end. It's like a premium collectible. But if that's your mm. thing, and if you like it, it's very well. Well, just looking at the... You can zoom in quite a lot on the photos and stuff. It, it just looks brilliant. Just really trying to cool. think where I could hide it from the other half. Uh, no, Certainly I could, not um, under the bed. <laughs> I don't think it'll fit. <laughs> no, I don't think I'd get away with hiding this one. I don't know how big it is, though. Is it? Is it... Uh, full no, size? Yeah, there's no D. De- I, I think it's full mm. size, mate. I'm pretty well, I'd sure. hope so for that price, but it doesn't actually tell you, does it? It does, yeah. So the height is 48 centimetres. Um, yeah, by 32 by 23 centimetres. So it's pretty big. It's full size, mate. All right, yeah. I was going to say, I would have thought for that price, I'd want it to be. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it'd be really disappointing if you ordered it and then it turns up and it was sort of the size of a thimble. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't be happy, would you? Wow. Yeah. It's, um, it's, it's cast marble resin, apparently. So I, I, just by reading it and looking at the picture, I'm, yeah, I'm assuming it's going to be really heavy. And I imagine yeah. the box it's going to come in is huge. So good luck hiding that one, mate. Yeah, I, I don't think I, as much as I think would love to get this, I don't think I can quite justify shelling that out. But yeah, I don't know. Maybe, hold, hold on, but, hold on, hold on. What? You, you, we, we've had this with you before. Oh, I know. I you know, know what I mean? Don't, yeah. Don't, I can guarantee listeners, probably later on this year, when I say, so what have you been up to, Adam, at the beginning of the show? You've, you've had anything, got any new collectibles in? At some point, you're here. Remember that Cyberman bust that we spoke about months ago? <laughs> So I can, yeah, I'm not going to rule out you not having it. If, yeah, I was going to say, if that does happen, I'll probably be single at that point. It'd <laughs> just be me <laughs> in a bar with it, you know, sort of sat at the table in a bar <laughs> with it next to me with a pint. I sort of bought it a little half oh. and I'm sat there, but yeah, because I would love it. Yeah. Mm. What's, the, what's the other thing you were going to pair in with it? Something else to tempt me with, I suppose. Yeah, another collectible. This is a statue um, that you oh. can purchase. Well, I say a statue is like, um, uh, I think it's one of the... Is it the Big Chief? It's one of the Big Chief ones that is going on sale through the BBC shop, and it's the mm. Fourth Doctor limited edition figure. So it's not so much a statue, it's like um, a posable uh, figure. And I think it must be part of their their certain size range, because Big Finish have done a number of these now. 
Um, and they do look pretty good. Um, I'm not too keen on some of them from Big Finish. I will be honest. Like there's Big Chief. Uh, sorry, what did I say? Big Finish. Very sorry. Yeah. Um, Big Chief. Sorry, yeah. Because um, they released some information recently about a, a David Tennant one. Um, and the face uh, sculpt doesn't look very good at all for David Tennant. Um, however, this Tom Baker one does look pretty good. It's got his, um, it's got his crazy eyes. Mm. kind of uh, face is the only way I can describe it like with a big bulbous eyes and yeah um, but the actual the the clothing looks spot on the the costume that they've put the the figure in looks pretty much spot on I would say um I yeah I, I've been unsure about these figures because I they you know like they started up a while ago and I don't know they, they, the detailing on them is brilliant and they always come with these little accessories and I love the fact that the box opens up to sort of the inside of the box that they come in is is sort of relevant. So in this case, it's the fourth Doctor's TARDIS interior inside the box, and it, it's really good. So I've never been quite sold on them. I don't yeah. know something about yeah. them. Again, they're quite expensive. This one's around about 150 pound mark. Um, but I did recently get tempted. A friend of mine got the first Doctor one, um, and oh, he did yeah. a video yeah. did a video on it and put some pictures. And I have to say that one really did look good like the face sculpt looked good um you know the, like you said the clothing the detail on it really really tempted by that and i i sort of started to look at the big fit uh, i'm doing it now big chief website and <laughs> i was kind of tempted with the capaldi one i was thinking well if i went for one of these which would i get um the fourth doctor one looks good uh, but i was sort of inclined to the capaldi one because he comes with a little um tardis with his face in it but only the first 500 pre-orders get it so i was that that immediately made me stop because i was like well i don't want to pay the same price as everyone else yeah. and not get that so how do we know if the pre-orders already you know sold gone past 500 so i didn't get it and i kind of i'm still not 100 percent sure because they are good but i don't know they're also i don't know it's a, it's a doll isn't it <laughs> yeah it's, um... i don't know i love my figures and stuff i just don't know it is yeah i mean like I said, this Tom Baker one, the, the head sculpt looks okay. It does look pretty good, um, but it's not bang on, in my opinion, for, for Tom Baker. And Ooh, I think, I'll tell you what. Sorry. No, go on. No, 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 go on. Go on. I, just, I just noticed something. I've just zoomed in on the picture. I am seeing something I really like. Oh, God. Um, yeah. I, am, I am seeing the key to time. It comes with a key to time set, and yeah. he also comes with the... Um, uh, Eldred's hand is included from the Hand of Fear. That, that's... Yeah. Uh, very nice little. Um, hmm. right, I'm going to stop looking at it now. Yeah, it's it's also worth mentioning that mentioning sorry that when you put this figure in different poses, they have got some like additional hands that you can put on, so you can make sure you can put him in like those classic poses. And he has got because um, the the photo is the figure's got his hands in its trouser pockets, um, and you don't have to have him pose like that. There's some extra stuff, extra accessories that you can put with him, and you can also remove the hat as well. There's like an extra little wig. <laughs> that you can put on when you remove the the hat and, and hair stuff so it does look pretty good i'm just not convinced on the face just yet no no it was the same with the tenant one that i saw last week the face just didn't look very good at all i mean it looked like david tennant but it didn't look you know spot on you know to david tennant so yeah but that's what i found with big chief some of their stuff's amazing other stuff mm, not so good but this one looks pretty good they probably look good on the shelf. I think if you had a few of them lined up, or whatever, it's, it'd probably be quite nice to actually have on your shelf. Um, for me, I think my biggest issue with it is the price, actually, because uh, I do think they're nice, nice little 
figurine but i just don't uh, just a little bit too expensive at 150 quid yeah for, for me personally anyway i don't know yeah Not just too to, sure um, yeah just to finish on this story they have released an amy pond one as well um, oh dear if you want to have that one it's slightly cheaper at 100 pounds <laughs> um, there's not as much stuff with it there's only a few hands um, does it come with any handcuffs <laughs> no um, oh, I'm not buying them yeah it comes with like a couple of <laughs> little postcards a couple of little toys that little Amy had made when she was waiting for the doctor um, and that's it she doesn't right. look too bad but yeah £99 and she's in mm. stock that's not a pre-order oh right okay yeah so um, we'll put links to all this stuff though but yeah up to you actually the Tom Baker's in stock as well Oh, right, so he's already out. Yes, it's only the Cyberman bust, if you want to pre-order that. Yeah, to be honest, that's the only thing that I, is tempting me out of those two, is, yeah. is that. Mm. Mm. Yeah, must mm. stop looking at it now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think we're done for news. Yeah, that's it. What we got coming up, mate? Right, so this week, well, it's, um, it's got the 12th Doctor in it, but it's not the 12th Doctor because it's the fires of Pompeii. Ancient Rome. This is fantastic. Pompeii. We're in Pompeii. And it's Volcano Day. I see the most terrible things. It has come. The box. The blue box. Prophecies of women are limited and dull. Only the menfolk have the capacity for true perception. You have got to be kidding me. I demand you tell me who you are. We are awakening. Someone must make a choice. The most terrible choice. Boxer! <gasps> falling! Death. Only death. Whoa. Mm. Cool trailer. Yeah, it's good. Very cool. A L- lot going on in this one. Mm. Um, right, where do we start? Um, okay, story-wise. Um, so this was back in 2008. Mm-hmm. And this one was slightly longer than normal. This is 50 minutes. Oh right! Oh, I didn't realise that. Do you know what I? I thought that when I was when I was rewatching it yesterday. I thought this. No, when did I watch it? Tuesday. Yeah, sorry, Tuesday. And I thought this is this feels long. It doesn't. I thought it was like a feature length one at first because it was getting to that point where I was like, I'm sure we it would have wrapped up by now. Because mm. it's normally forty minutes, isn't it? Or forty five tops. Yeah, yeah, they're normally. Oh yeah, yeah. So this one's just under an hour. Feels pretty cool. And uh, from series four. And this one, it's um, it's kind of like early on in the in in the series, isn't it? Because um, it's it's preceded by Partners in Crime, and and then we're we're on to the rest of the series. I always thought yeah. it was much later. I must admit, when I, I watched this yesterday, um, and I I had hadn't realized it was Donna's sort of first proper trip in the TARDIS or or rather I'd forgotten it was her first proper tr- trip I thought it was sort of a bit later on in the series um, do you know what mate yeah I felt I felt exactly the same yeah I think it's because I remember uh, it's been a long time since I've watched this one I remembered all the sort of emotional stuff with Donna and I remember how good she was in it and I sort of remember thinking her character developed a bit later on in the series so i was quite surprised i was thinking hmm this followed partners in what was it partners in crime partners in crime yeah yeah which i don't remember being a particularly great episode that's another one i need to go back and and revisit see if i changed my mind but i remember sort of thinking it was okay but very light and fluffy episode um and yeah yeah, i don't i didn't remember this following on from it so yeah yeah it's one of those um because it wasn't until the end where well we'll come on to the conclusion later but 
when the doctor mentions that he says to Donna, you know, you're right. I, I shouldn't travel alone. Welcome aboard. Mm. And I thought, are we whereabouts are we in the series then? It wasn't until I looked on the, you know, through the DVD series listing that oh, we're, we're quite near the beginning. So uh, I'm exactly the same, mate. I thought it was later on than this. And I, I look, but yeah, and I think also because of the, the sort of, there's a lot of um, quite heavy scenes between the Doctor and Donna. You know, there's mm, a lot sort yeah. of um, emotional turmoil going on between them. I was thinking, actually, for her second trip aboard the TARDIS, she's really thrown at the, in the deep end, isn't she? It's not like an easy first trip. Almost thought, wow, I'm surprised she sort of stayed with him at the end and didn't want to just go straight home after that because she's put on a bit of a roller coaster um, mm. ride for her first sort of proper outing, isn't she? The baptism of fire, excuse yeah. the pun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know what yeah. you mean, though. It's kind of a, a kind of a heavy one, both kind of emotionally and... Uh, kind of action wise and well, know. that's sort of the main crux of the story as well isn't it which i'd forgotten about because i i remembered very little about this one i couldn't i remembered the pyroviol or whatever they're called and mm-hmm. i was sort of thinking well what's the what's the main villain you know what's the story in this but really the sort of crux of it is this moral dilemma which at the time was quite fresh really but now it's been done a bit too much isn't it this whole thing of the doctor you know, the companion saying, you've got to save these people. And he's saying, I can't because it's a fixed point in time, blah, yeah, blah, blah. Yeah. So that, you know, at the time, I think when this went out, that's probably a bit more fresh. Whereas now it felt a little bit sort of stale when I was watching it. So I was thinking, yeah, we sort of, we know this. The Doctor's, you know, got a conscience and stuff. And mm, it still works really well. And I thought that, but mainly because of the way that David Tennant and uh, Catherine Tate worked so well together. I mean, that's the other thing about it being the, her second sort of proper episode is that, chemistry between the two of them is really good it's you very know, good from the off mm. yeah 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 that's so that the story as a whole then um it, it's kind of it's really simple isn't it really they they arrive on on pompeii the day before the volcano is volcano day yeah none of the guys in pompeii know what a volcano even is let alone be prepared for the volcano day and it turns out that it's not just the natural a natural uh occurrence of a volcano erupting there's these um uh, aliens, uh, pyroviles, um, who are these volcanic um, alien creatures who are, who are um, kind of giving people this psychic link via the fumes that are coming up from underneath Pompeii. And via doing that, they're kind of prepping, uh, prepping the, uh, the volcano for their, um, well, for their arrival, I guess, because they yeah. get this guy to make these kind of... Cir- One thing I didn't really didn't really get was these circuitry boards that were being made out of marble or stone no nor did i ship or to make you know i'm not really sure on that part of it but essentially that's a story and then you soon learn quite early on as you said that that storyline that you think is the main plot actually gets sidelined and the the main story focus is on the doctor's kind of moral compass and uh where what 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 he should do and you've got donna kind of constantly like we should save these people and so on and and yeah, he's kind of like, no, we can't. You know, it's not up to me. This has got to happen. All these people have to die, and so on. So, it's it's um it's quite emotional at various parts. Hmm. I actually found the end more emotional than I was expecting. Actually, you know, the bit where they're sort of in the pod, mm-hmm. um, and he's sort of saying that they can take off in it to escape when the volcano erupts and stuff, and obviously everyone will die, but they'll survive or whatever. Yeah. Um. There's some good emotional scenes in there. I actually mm-hmm. found it. Yeah, it was was quite good. Um. I don't know. It's it's a bit of a strange one. I mean, I mentioned uh, I mentioned that um, 
we got the Twelfth Doctor in it. Obviously, it isn't Twelfth Doctor. Peter Capaldi is in it, um, playing. What's the character called? Not oh yeah, name. he's um, his oh, character Ross. name is uh, Cecilia. Uh, That's it. I'm just not very good at pronouncing. Cecilius. Yeah. 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 And um, his accent's a bit all over the place, isn't it? I was going to say. Yeah. 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 He, he, you can definitely hear the Scottish coming out in him, and um, because he's sort of quite fiery in it, a bit like his Doctor character. Um, so you could see sort of moments where almost you could sort of think, well, it's the Doctor, but obviously it's not. Um, but there's other times when he's sort of speaking a bit different, so his accent's a little bit all over the place. Um, yeah. I can't decide if he's trying to play it for humour or, or not. It, it's a bit of an odd performance, really. Um, yeah, I thought that. It, some some of the scenes are are quite funny, you know, to an extent. Um and I'm not sure. I mean, he's got some good banter with his on-screen son, hasn't he? And uh, yeah, oh yeah, yeah stuff like that. Cool. So they are quite humorous in a way. A lot of his scenes, but uh, with the exception of the end, where it's, he's obviously quite upset and everyone's quite emotional. Other than that, I'm the, I'm of the same opinion. I think did he did he play this? I mean, I'm 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 thinking. You know, I'm actually I'm assuming rightly or wrongly at this point in Peter Capaldi's career that he had no idea that he would go on to play the Doctor. No. So this is, you know, potentially his only chance to be involved with one of his, you know, favourite shows that, as we now, you know, know it to be. Um, so you would have thought he would have given it his, his all, you know, from, yeah, from a yeah. career professional um, standpoint. But, you know, he does come across as a little bit, you know, is he, is he giving this his, enough seriousness in some of the scenes? I'm not sure. It's, I wonder um, actually if um, I think one of one of the things I've written down, one of the sort of main sort of issues i have with the episode is that the the characters aren't very fleshed out and i think perhaps that's what it is he, he you know the, the sort of they're a little, a little bit one-dimensional all the, all the sort of characters in it including um peter capaldi's character do you know what i mean he hasn't yeah. really got a lot to work with so i think perhaps he's trying to sort of inject something in there that isn't sort of there on the page if you like mm -hmm. um which is why i sort of sometimes think is he sort of you know is that is this a sort of not comedy performance, but is he sort of hamming it up a little bit? I don't know. Yeah, it's um, he he certainly go, he's certainly going for it. Mm. You know, I'm no... just wondering what it was like when he's on set as well, because you like you said, he is such a big Doctor Who fan, and he probably thought, well, I'm in the show, I'm never going to be the Doctor now, like you know, like previous actors that have been in Doctor Who before they were cast as the Doctor thought, and um, it must have been great. I mean, I could just imagine him sort of looking at the TARDIS and, you know, dying to actually go inside the prop, and, you know, I can imagine, I don't know if, how, how, you know, how what he was like on set, whether he sort of managed to be a bit more reserved and play it down, but I bet inside he was absolutely buzzing to be to be in it. And, yeah, you know. I, I bet he was like a, a kid in a sweet shop. Yeah, that's it. That's I, guarantee, I guarantee you would have had a couple of photos. In front and of I wonder if he was looking at David Tennant thinking, I want to be, I want to be the doctor. <laughs> yeah, you've got my job. Yeah. <laughs> it is strange seeing the two of yeah. them together on screen, isn't it? It you is, know, You actually. sort of think, well, because yeah. um, he doesn't, I mean, he, well, obviously he doesn't look different, but, you, you know, he, he, even though he's sort of got the sort of get up for, for Pompeii and that, you still sort of think, oh, that's the 12th doctor. You know, well, the actor, do you know what I mean? You still, it's still weird seeing him with Tennant, if you like. Mm, yeah. Yeah, um, it is weird. I thought that's what I've got written down actually on my notes. It's um, it, it's strange seeing Capaldi and Tennant together, knowing what Capaldi goes on to do. And I, I struggled yeah. to find a shot of the two of them together because I wanted to put when I put the thing on Facebook last night that I was watching it. I wanted to try and get a picture of the two of them in the same scene, and it was actually quite hard because although there is scenes of them together, a lot of the time the camera sort of cuts from one to the other, so there's very few shots 
of them actually right beside each other or, or in the same shot. Yeah. Um, yeah. So when you do get it, it's like, ah, oh, you know, it's a bit strange. But he, he's not the only um, person from Doctor Who to, you know, to be in it that's come back. And because Karen Gillan's in it, isn't she? As um, Sue something. Sue Sayer, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, she looks quite i mean she's made up i mean she really does look different she's made up to the eyeballs isn't she literally yeah. actually because she's got the eyes on the hands which by the way i really like it's a very nice simple but quite eerie thing mm. um i like that her accent was okay as well she put on a, a british accent yes i noticed that left the old uh left the scots behind on that one that's right yeah, yeah. i mean she's not in it very much is she and i think no. if you didn't know it's karen gillen you might not even really notice the sort of thing, but yeah, 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 it's good. I just I like the fact that she's in it and Capelda's in it, and obviously there's you know before they were cast as their sort of um, more prominent roles, if you like. Mm. Yeah, it's very cool. It is very cool. Yeah. And Capaldi's you, pretty good in it as well. Yeah, he's Quite, good. Yeah. yeah, it's just it's, I think he's one of these actors that's got presence, isn't he? I think yeah. it's just fun whenever he's on screen. Um, mm. yeah. yeah, yeah, I liked him in it. What did you think of the Pyrovile? The Pyrovile. I think they looked awesome. Mm, so did I. I thought the uh, the the CG for those guys was really good. I think one yep. of the best I've seen um, from that era. Really, they looked really really good. It was because when because um, when I was watching it, my son uh, came and um, plumped down next to me. He said, "What are you watching, Dad?" Because he had come in and just saw one of the um, it's the scene where David Tennant's looking down one of the the steam grates, and mm. it, one of the pyrovals is looking up. Um, is it him looking down or one of the girls? I think actually no, sorry. Um, uh, Cecilia's his daughter. Um, she's looking down, and because she, she says that she can see faces, can't she? And then the the camera sort of goes underneath, and then you see one of the pyrovals looking up. And he thought I was watching Transformers or something. Oh right, yeah. Yeah, he was like, Dad, this looks really good. What's this? What's this? And I said, like, oh, I'm watching Doctor Who. He's like, Doctor Who? These things aren't in Doctor Who. I was like, Well, come and sit down, and then we watched a bit more of it, and. Uh, he ended up watching till the end, but yeah, it you know because for for my son to think we were watching like a feature Hollywood movie, you know, it's, it's quite cool because normally, yeah. normally kids are very sharp; they'll they'll and, they'll know effects are, are bad, or whatever. And it's and it, like you just said, this is two thousand eight. So this is seven years ago, mm. and and the effects look like you said. I think they look great, absolutely great. In yeah. fact, I think the whole episode looks really good. There's it so does, many actually. colors yeah. and textures and. You know what I mean? You can really see they've gone to town on it. There's, yeah. you know, it doesn't doesn't look cheap. It doesn't look. There's no bit in it, no sort of cringy CGI like you said, where you're thinking, oh god, uh, you know, that that looks bad, or oh that corridor again, or it's none of that. Mm. I mean, it really does look like they've gone to town, and there's a lot of effort gone into it. Yeah, yeah I, I think they look great. Yeah, because normally with CG stuff, um, normally fire or water is is very hard to pull off convincingly when you're doing mm. CG stuff, but. These guys are really, really good. And um, actually, talking about the, the visual stuff, um, I don't normally get to do this very often because I'm watching it in the evening and stuff. But I was watching this during the day on Tuesday. So I thought, um, so I was watching it late afternoon. I thought, okay, what I'll do is I'll, I'll, I'll stick the old surround system on. Yeah. And that opening, because this was filmed in 5.1, um, and that opening scene when they turn up in the market um, the, the market stores and stuff that sounds absolutely brilliant you might not think it you might think well it's only a they're walking through a market store and stuff like that but there's like people shouting in the background there's like sound effects it's this i'll tell you what this episode production wise is fantastic yeah really yeah. like visually 
you know, audio as well. It's all really, really good. Looks top notch and sounds really good as well. Really good bass as well. Like some of the scenes where, um, especially when Pompeii's exploding and erupting, and you know, it just it's awesome. It's like being in the cinema. Really, really good. Very, yeah, very. Um, what's, what's the word? I mean, I I was looking to thinking about the bit when the volcano explodes. And I was thinking, oh, you know, is that gonna? Even that still looks really, really good, doesn't it? That yeah, hasn't it does. sort of because I did wonder. I remember thinking, you know, that's. Got, I remember there's a big effect coming up here where the pod shoots out and the volcano explodes. I thought, oh, I bet this is, you know, I bet this is dated. It it still looks really, really good. Epic is the word. They've really gone for epic with this hmm. this one, haven't they? Yeah, yeah it stands up really, really well. Yeah, there's that scene. Um, towards the end where they've <clears throat> obviously not going to worry about spoilers I'm assuming most of you guys have seen this but there's a bit at the end where they manage to save um, Cecilius and his family and they're right up on the on the hill or the mountain at the end aren't they and they're looking down over Pompeii yeah and you can see all of the lava and ash coming down and even that like a, a distant shot it just looks so good it does, but, yeah. but you have just reminded me of perhaps the one split-second shot that doesn't look good. Oh, oh gosh, there is one bit, and it is so brief, I, it's probably not even <laughs> worth mentioning, but the, you, there is a bit, you know that bit you just said where they're on the cliff top and they're looking, and it does look great, yeah. and then there's a sort of shot of them looking over it, and the TARDIS is on the right side, and it looks like it's been... It's like like a drawing. I don't know. Obviously, the TARDIS wasn't there or something. Or really? Some yeah. There's like the really, and it is quite a quick shot. So blinking, you miss it. But it, a, it's facing completely the different way from what it was when they just walked into it two seconds before. And b, it looks like um like a drawing. Yeah, but mm, it is a very okay. brief shot. And it, to to be honest, it doesn't. As I say, I probably shouldn't have even mentioned it because it is the one tiny, tiny flaw in in the whole sort of production side of this because it it is a visually brilliant episode. It is, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I like um, there's an actor in it. What's his name? The guy from Quadrophenia, Phil Davis. Is it? Yeah, Phil he's Davis. Funny. Yeah, yeah. I love that actor because I I really like um, uh, Whitechapel. Okay, and he's yep. and he's in that because he's he's one of these actors that's got a sort of look. He sort of, um, you know what I mean. His facial features are so unusual and whatever. Anyway, I always think he looks like a. I shouldn't say this, but I always think he looks like a big rat. You know I mean? He's like he's got a really <laughs> unusual sort of face. But I think he's a really good actor, Phil Davis. And I always, you know, like him in stuff. Um, and I like him in this because he's just he's doing that sort of miserable face that he often does in character. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Um, even though he's got this stone arm uh, i mean it does it did a little bit comical isn't it when he's on the side of the right you can see that he's got like one shoulder is much bigger than the other <laughs> way he's got his arm down the oh, side yeah. of it yeah. um but yeah but i like him in this and i just like him anyway i'll tell you who else i like actually speaking of um uh supporting cast was the guy at the very beginning who they bump oh. into on the market store yeah 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 what's his name he's um he's been in loads of little things hasn't he um yeah i think it's phil cornwall Cornwell. That's it. Phil Cornwell. Yeah, he does a lot of impressions. Yeah. He had a sweet little part. He just had this... I bet he loved this job. Because all he had to do was turn up and just have a bit of a laugh, really, with David Tennant and Catherine Tate. Yeah. He has such a, a small part at the beginning, but he's the way he plays it is so... He's like a, such a simpleton. He's like, he's selling his fruit and everything else, and then he run back, he's like, where's Silas? And just so flippantly, and like, you know, off the cuff, he's like, oh, I sold it. He's, like, he's perfect for that role. Brilliant, yeah. yeah. I was cracking up. Yeah, I like really that. Yeah. What, what about Tennant himself? I mean, I for me, once again, really good in this episode. Um, I thought, I, I'm just, I'm loving Tennant, actually, more than I did at the time. The more I rewatch him. 
Yes, I um, I thought he was he was top notch in this one. It's um, he he had a good mix of um, it, it's just one of those tenant episodes where he just throws everything in, mm. and it, I mean you've got like the the standard um, uh, tenant as the doctor stuff that he normally does but he also throws in there's quite a bit of anger at some point yeah especially um, at the end yeah there's anger there's kind of emotion from him there's humor as well it's just one of those stories where he's just on the ball you know every scene that's required for him to you know bring something a little bit extra to the table whether he's like you know shouting at donna or he's he's close to tears he really delivers that so well that's why i love david Tennant as the doctor he's always got this this I don't know. You can just pull out all these, you know, these cool, you know, emotions and phases and stuff pretty much out of nowhere. And uh, he just makes it work. He, every scene, just so fluid into the next one. He just makes everything work. He's, uh, yeah, i stop my love letter to David Tennant now. But yeah, he's, um, especially in this episode, he's just really cool. I thought he was good in it. I, I love I loved the Doctor and Donna together. I think the mm. pairing is brilliant. I I just think they work so well. I mean, Catherine Tate does actually steal this episode for me. I think she's she's brilliant in it, considering it's so early on in her in her run as well. But but there's something about her and Tennant together, which is they they seem to you can see that they're enjoying it, and it really comes across on screen. I just I just love them together, um, yeah. and I like Ten a lot better with Donna. Um, with Rose, he was a bit I don't know. It was a bit like he was sort of. I don't know. They seem a bit more equal, the Doctor Donna. They seem, yeah. think, you know, in yeah. sort of the whole. And I love the whole thing of we're not a couple that they keep saying that all the time as well. I love all that. <laughs> um, yeah, I just think they work brilliantly together. I love the Doctor and Donna. Doctor Donna, yeah. The Doctor Donna, yeah. I've not thought about it like that before, but that that's very true. They are more equal in terms of, you know, she doesn't let him, you know, boss her around or, you know, try and influence how she's feeling. She's very much like. You know, don't tell me how I'm feeling. This is what's going on. She's very you know. strong, isn't mm, she? Her character, yeah. like, yeah, like you said, she's not one to be, like, if he sort of, he would sort of almost tell Rose off sometimes. He wouldn't get away with that with Donna because she just, you know, will shout <laughs> him down. And I kind of like that because she, yeah. doesn't, she doesn't play it too much. And I think this is what a lot of people, including myself, were worried about when she was announced as the full-time companion, that she was going to be too shouty and over the top. I think she pitches it really well. I think she delivers the humor brilliantly. And, 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 um, and, I, and I do love the fact that she's not taking any nonsense. You know, she, she will speak her mind. And, and I love that. And it works brilliantly in this episode. You know, she... She's determined that he's not going to, you know, let all these people die. And, you know, and he saves that one family. I mean, it's quite hard. It's, I'll tell you what's really well done. There's a scene where you see this young lad and Donna just looks at him and he sort of gets picked up. And, you know, he's, you know, obviously yeah. going to die. And you sort it's a very sort of quick scene, really well done. And it does sort of bring it home because if you were in that situation, if you sort of put yourself in Donna's shoes, you'd be the same. You'd be like, come on, we've got a time machine. You're not going to seriously let all these you know, men, women, and children die. Surely you're going to do something about it. Yeah. So and she, I think that's what's good about Donna. You can sort of relate to how she sort of would feel in that situation, or how you'd feel in it. So yeah, really, yeah. really like, really like it. Yeah, she definitely brings the human aspect back into the Doctor's life. Oh yes, absolutely. Because he's got. I think um, there's a slight element to this episode as well, where he's kind of very still sore about um, the fall of Gallifrey. Mm. oh yeah do you know what i mean he's still got that burden on his shoulders that he let or he was instrumental in you know destroying his own people and letting all those all those people die um so i think that's on his, you know you can see it in his the tenant you know 
I don't want to say how well he does that again because you know you know how I feel about his acting, but he does that very well again, where he doesn't actually verbally say about you know Gallifrey and that sort of thing too much detail. You can see it in his face. You know, David yeah. Tennant has really got the character inside out and back to front. He knows, you know, by a certain face, and you know, you can see almost what he's thinking. Yeah, definitely. So it's all in, cool. it's all in all in his eyes. I think actually, it's, it's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I must just mention the. Uh, the bit that I had forgotten about, which I absolutely loved yesterday, was the the water pistol. When he when oh, yeah. um, when, they're, when they're backed into the corner and he brings out the water pistol, and what a lovely simple idea, but works so well. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed that, and I'd forgotten it completely. So it was like, oh, brilliant! You know, and really, really yeah. good. An often forgotten cosplay prop, the water pistol. Yes, yeah, yeah. the yellow water. I'm going to get one of those. Yeah, good point. Yeah. Why do they? Why do they? Um, want to kill Donna though that's one of my notes did I miss it you know they kidnap Donna and then they put her on the table and they're going to sacrifice her or whatever mm-hmm. what's that about why, why, are they, why are they suddenly kidnap her for and want to kill Donna didn't get that oh I thought that um, I thought that they were going to kill Donna because they know that she's travelling or she's connected to the Doctor and because they kind of secretly or quietly kidnapped her didn't they yeah and dragged her off I think they couldn't get to the doctor so she'll kind of do instead oh that's how i that's how i saw that that whole sacrifice thing i think if they would have captured the doctor he would have probably been for the chop but obviously he's running off doing whatever so while she's standing around just watching what's going on they're like oh she'll you know her sacrifice will do i'm with you actually i'll tell you what i love as well in, in those scenes is how um the doctor seems really in control Mm. Um, like you know like like you said they've got a blimmin' knife uh, hanging over and they're just about to sacrifice her and he's very cool the doctor in this one um, and, and Tennant is very assured in yeah. his performance so he sort of strolls in and he's you know he doesn't seem to be sort of worried that they're just about to kill it well he obviously is but I love the fact the doctor's really confident and seems to know what he's doing um, and, and is not sort of you know oh my god what am I going to do blah 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 you know and he's not sort of like bumbling around and yeah. you know I like I like that um, what's the stone thing that's behind the veil you know the main the thing that's got the really weird voice ah yes um, she was just one of the I, I'm assuming anyway if anybody is listening to this and knows the actual answers that we don't mm. then please let us know but I'm guessing that she was one of the first to start taking in these fumes yeah. and um and that's why she's you know of course she's so old she's pretty much made of stone completely because these um pyrovials they kind of infest themselves in people's bodies don't they but it takes yeah. them a long time for their body to turn to stone and like a complete transformation so yeah i'm just guessing that she's one of the first when she was like a little kid or something I mean, um, that's again a really good. Um, it looks really good, and the voice is um, really horrible. In you know, in a good way, it, it's sort of it's quite nasty. Yeah, you know, yeah. they, they, I like I like the effect on it. It's really quite unsettling. Scary. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think you know, like when she first gets revealed, it's a bit like, whoa, what the hell? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, with no yeah, eyes yeah. and everything. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, it works. Works really good. I, I liked that. Just lastly, before we get to the reviews, what did you think of the very end where their son Quintus? Um, pays uh, respect to the household gods or tribute and it turns out to be a little <laughs> statue of Doctor and Donna with the TARDIS. Oh, that was, um, yes, I, I like that. That quite cool, actually. Yes, I like that. I was trying to remember if it comes into play later. I don't think it does, but because the Doctor really doesn't want to anyone to remember that he was, you know, he's like, I don't want this 
because he saved that family. You know, he doesn't want to be um, acknowledged or remembered or, you know, no yeah. trace left, does he? Mm -hmm. So I was just thinking, oh, that's a bit dangerous then because there is a sort of trace that he's been there. But I liked that. Yeah, it's a nice little bit at the end as well. It's cool. Yeah. 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 I would just say the other only note I'd got, because um, most of my notes for this episode are fairly positive, actually. Um, the only things that I've sort of put that are negative are as um, really about the characterization. I think perhaps, again, due to timing, um, they're a little bit one dimensional. You know what I mean? They're not sort of fleshed out enough. Yeah. But also, I did find the music a bit intrusive um, in this episode. It's good, and there's moments when it works brilliantly, especially that scene where they're sort of tripping out and the bloke saying, You're from Gallifrey, and all that. That's brilliant. I mean, that is a great scene. But there are times when the music just seems to be going on and on in the background, thinking it's, it's almost like in like the whole episode is underscored and i think okay. sometimes it was in there a bit too much um, especially at the start it's almost like there's this record playing in the background Do you know what i mean it just go it just goes on and on in the background but but yeah so I, I don't know i found the music a little bit intrusive in times in this it just is in there a little bit too much when scenes would have been quite nice if they'd have just been you know dialogue they didn't need all that sort of string quartet in the background right okay but but yeah mostly mostly really positive on this one yes so, reviews, scores. Mm -hmm. You um, go first this time because uh, you, you always copy me. So Is it me first, is it? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, oh, I don't know what to do. I've, I've got two scores written down. Oh, dear. Yeah. Um, which one are we going to go with? I'm going to go with my first. I'm going to go with my initials, my initial score that I, I first wrote down, and that was mm -hmm. an 8 out of 10. 8 out of 10? Mm-hmm. Oh, right. Okay. I first of all I had seven, um, but yes, I'm going to go with an eight, which I thought originally, purely because um, I thought that Tennant and um, Catherine Tate were just brilliant. I thought they were really good in this. I thought Tennant especially. Actually, no, they were both equally as good. They were really, really good. I really enjoyed the story. A couple of little side characters didn't act as great, you know, as you see in some other episodes. Um, but I thought visually and, you know, an audio as well were just fantastic on this. It was all really well done. And uh, I really enjoyed it. I liked the pyrophiles as well. The effect on those guys. So many good things about this episode. And mm. the little niggly things that I didn't quite enjoy or whatever, I can let them go. So eight out of ten for me. Okay. Well, we have a different score for once because I'm slightly under that. I put 7.5. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. So I was still very, very good. Um yeah, I agree with all the points you made, actually. A visually brilliant episode. I really enjoyed watching it. I think it could have benefited from... It's interesting you say it was a 50-minute episode. I, I hadn't noticed that. I do think it would have benefited from an extra 10 minutes or whatever just to have sort of fleshed a few bits out. Um, but, yeah, really good episode. Um, yeah, 7.5 for me. Wow, so we have got a... We don't always match up score-wise, then. No, we don't, no. Yeah, no, because the last few no. weeks we have. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's, I don't. I, I wouldn't go to an eight for me because it's. Um, I think there are stronger episodes. Um, but but it, I love series four with with Catherine Tate. Um, there's a lot of episodes I like in this one. Um, yeah, definitely enjoy it. But yeah, seven point five. I'll stick with that. Okay, cool. Um, so the fires of Pompeii, um, seven point five and eight out of ten. That's it. What did our listeners think? What did they? What did our fabulous listeners think? Should we jump yeah, on to? Uh, let me do a few from Twitter first. Okay. Um, Phil Vernon. Uh, name, Phil. Hey Phil. Twitter name is at Phil A Vernon. He's put the one when 
I realised Catherine Tate wasn't going to spend the whole season being annoying and could actually act. Yeah. Which She's is great. a fair point, I guess. Yeah. Well, I think, like I said earlier, I think a lot of a lot of us Whovians were a bit worried when when she was announced as full time. We were like, oh dear, you know. <laughs> but but she, yeah, I think she's fantastic in it. Yeah. And uh, Pedro the Whovian, sorry, Pedro, yeah, Pedro the Whovian, Peter Adamson. Uh, he says, Hello? Karen Gillan meets Peter Capaldi meets David Tennant. What more could you <laughs> ask for? <laughs> <laughs> spot on. Yeah. Which is spot on. Yeah. Um, let's jump to Facebook. Uh, Facebook, uh, James Wilson. Uh, he says, I think it's one of those episodes that we've had before, a similar fixed point in time formula that is a must have episode in every single series. Um, but for the most part, portrays that formula in a way that um, is better or more entertaining than any other episode I've seen with that format. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Jack Pardy. Uh, says, I really enjoyed this episode. Donna was great. Uh, confronting and standing up to the Doctor being so serious and then at points being hilarious. Uh, Donna, we all know and love. Emotional episode, great story. Capaldi was great and so was Karen Gillan. Um, the Doctor showed us a sad and regretful side to him. Showed us how to live life. Um, and uh, yeah, overall, I love this episode. Eight out of ten. Yeah, okay, that's good. He's on par with you. Yeah. Oh. Uh, Daniel uh, Seligman says, I really enjoyed watching this episode. It's one of Donna's best, and Capita Powdy gives a great first performance. Although it is a bit cliche sometimes with all of the fixed point in time responses that give the writers a bit of a way out. Overall, good episode, 8.5. All right, okay. Yeah. And Stuart Stockwin um, says, One that I've watched recently, I thought it was uh, terrible when I first watched this years ago. And um, I thought, right, I'll watch this to see if it's grown on me. And the more I watched it, I was still bored for some. Um, uh, yet the prior of our were impressive with the rocks and fire. Um, this is on a different scale, if you know what I mean, just like the waters of Mars. It was a very powerful ending. And I seem to like it a bit more than I did before. 6.5 out of 10. Ooh, it's got a bit lower. Yeah. yeah. I wonder if the narrative could be, you know, when he says he, he got a bit bored in it. See, I remember the first time I watched it, I wasn't totally engaged in it. I think perhaps the narrative could be a little bit better, but mm. yeah. Yeah, and um, Stuart did uh, post another little one. He said, by the way, is it just me or does Capaldi seem like as he's not playing the role properly, as he's too kind, whilst we've got to see him in Torchwood, Children of Earth, and that's oh. the Doctor. Yes, yeah, I forgot he was in that as well, because I, I really like Children of Earth, actually. It's been about um, Torchwood. Yes, yeah, completely forgot he was in that. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's working his way up the ladder, isn't he? <laughs> That's right. You probably thought, if I hang around these guys long enough. Yeah, he's got a career plan. Um, <laughs> That's right. And yeah. lastly, just Owen Salmon's just jumped on. It's amazing. I love it. Short and sweet. All oh, right. Oh, actually, I've, I've got, yeah, I'm just going to, Owen's at the, at the top of my Facebook, actually. Okay. He, uh, he put... Um, Really love it. Watched it about a month ago before I went to Pompeii myself. Didn't know he'd been to Pompeii. Whoa. Uh, love, love the episode. So good and really weird to see Capaldi and Who before being the Doctor. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. It is strange seeing Very it. odd. Yeah. It's very it's ood. Very ood. <laughs> <laughs> um, Robert Lifko. Ah, hello, Robert. He says, first half is pretty meh, but it starts to pick up around the middle and the final 10 minutes are very good. It's decent at best. Okay. So, 
Okay. Uh, Jamie Robertson, he says, weakest story of that season for me, and it's actually still pretty good. So I think what he's saying is it's a strong season and he, he does like it, but it's, it's the weaker one of the lot. Okay. Uh, Devin Baker, he says, brilliant, amazing, well-acted, great villain, and the ending was just brilliant. Nine out of ten. Whoa. A nine. Nice. Okay, cool. Nine out of ten. Uh, Daniel Seligman. Oh, I'm probably saying that wrong, Daniel. Sorry. Um, he says he really likes it. Uh, I think it was one of Donna's best performances, performances, and it was great seeing Capaldi for the first time. 8.5 out of ten. He must have posted yeah. twice. Thank you, Daniel, because he posted on the official page as well. Oh, yeah, that's right. Cheers, yeah, sometimes, sometimes they do. Uh, Kai, oh, now I always get Kai's name <laughs> right, but today I've got it wrong. But, uh, McNamee, sorry, Kai. I got it right last time, first time. <laughs> I'm just going to say Kai from now on. Uh, he says it's a modern classic, an excellent story which uses a well-known historical event as the focus of the plot rather than making it incidental or in the background which um a lot of other stories have done uh, appropriate idea for villains um brilliantly explores the relationship between the doctor and donna and great performances from the cast especially tenant and tate my only gripe he says is the portrayal of the family was trying too hard to make it like a modern day dynamic nine out of ten from from kai i kind of know what he means actually because they're they do seem a bit like I, I, I can't put my finger on it, but they do seem to be playing it a bit too sort of modern yeah, um, in in yeah. their characterisation. So I do know what you mean by that. Uh, Ryan Anthony, he says uh, he didn't originally like this episode and found it boring, um, but he says that he now really appreciates the episode and finds it very enjoyable. I particularly loved Catherine Tate's acting in this one as she proves she could do drama as well as humour. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, yep. It's also really good watching this seeing Peter Capaldi six years before he took over the TARDIS. A great episode, nine out of ten. Another nine. Another nine. And uh, just a couple more. We've got uh, Who Acts Reviews. This is Matthew, actually. You, you, you had James earlier. This one's from Matthew. Uh, he says it's one of his favourite episodes of the modern series. He loves the dynamic between the Doctor wanting to not interrupt uh, fixed events and Donna wanting to save everybody really tested the characters and this was the true Doctor Who story stories that work with real life events are my favourite and also in great big capital letters Paradox, Paradox. Nine, out, 9 out of 10 from Matthew another 9 well, another 9 so this is great and quite high isn't it hmm. and finally a very short and sweet one from Alan Hoovian he just says modern art exclamation mark <laughs> modern art <laughs> modern art <laughs> Um, um, can someone just cool. explain to us what the um, circuit boards are about? Because that's bugging me. And I, I really like the concept of having something um, something modern in a classic era. You know, I, I'd like to know what the circuit boards were. I'm sure it's something very simple. I'll have to Google it. But I like, I like the imagery of it. Just don't, didn't quite get it like you. Didn't quite know what that was yeah. about. Um, I think it was something to do with they were getting him to construct um, some kind of circuit like stuff to power their ship or something like that yeah well that's what i thought but i, I don't know but anyway I, li I like i like the visuals hmm. cool. <laughs> of, of, of the circuit board on the slate and that's really nice yeah, yeah it was cool yeah so overall quite a positive one that one yeah i'm so it's quite common as well how people have um were not really into it the first time around they watched it and then when they've re-watched it like we have um their opinion just grows you know quite high for it which is cool yeah i mean actually that's one of the things i love it when i watch a story that i think is not that good and then i'd see something new do you know what i mean like if i haven't watched it for ages um what's that one i watched at midnight i think it is 
Okay. Remember, yep. hated Midnight on first watch. God, I loved it last time I watched it. Couldn't believe I was watching the same episode. I, I love it when that happens. That's a brilliant episode. It Midnight. is. I don't know. Just the first time I watched it, I thought I was watching an episode of EastEnders where they're all just shouting at each other. And I was like, oh, what is this? I, maybe I wasn't in the mood. But yeah, it's a good one. So it's always good when you when you really like something you thought wasn't that good. It's very cool. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's going to wrap, buddy, for yeah. episode 33. 33. Thank you very much for giving us your thoughts and opinions on the fires of Pompeii. Um, some it. really good scores, actually. Yeah. Yeah, very yeah. cool. And, um, yeah, we always appreciate that. So you can choose Twitter or Facebook. We don't mind which. Um, we normally announce the episode um, that we're going to be doing at the end of the podcast. So we'll normally put a post on Facebook or Twitter um, to just look out for that. So next week's going to be an interesting one. Looking forward to this, yeah. Yeah. So what's going to be next week, buddy? So next week's Survival, the very last classic episode or two. Well, obviously we had the movie, but, yeah, Survival. Um, yeah, looking mm. forward to talking through that one with you yeah that's going to be interesting that one <laughs> mm, McCoy indeed McCoy will um, you be able to stand the rolling R's the regeneration <laughs> it drives you mad doesn't it it drives me insane yeah but uh, well, it is what it is it is what it is old McCoy yeah we'll see what you make of it you may never look at your cat in the same way again Gary <laughs> <laughs> indeed um, yeah so yeah thanks again for, for giving us your thoughts um, remember to check out the Geeks handbag Adam's very cool YouTube channel where he gives um, gives us videos um, like reviews and stuff on all sorts of sci-fi. Very, very cool. Um, remember to enter the competition. Just go to bigblueboxpodcast.co.uk forward slash 10th hyphen anniversary hyphen competition. All the details there. Some really cool goodies. And from there, you can also jump onto Twitter and Facebook and follow us. That's it. And what's the hashtag? Big Blue Big Blue Box, Box Comp. Comp. Yeah. That's it. Yes. We will see some of you at Day of the Doctor's Convention on Saturday or tomorrow, if you're listening to this on Friday. Until then, my name's Gary. My name's Adam. And remember, Alonzi! Alonzi!